Sorry, Mike. Hi, welcome to Any Major Dudette Will Tell You. I'm here with my best friend, Kat Brown. And I'm here with my best friend, Amy Goodman. You know, we heard the people in the streets clamoring for two women in their late 20s to talk more about Steely Dan. And we thought the market is saturated. Leave us alone. And yet the people kept calling. They came to the doors. They said, give us the Dan. So we're here. We're doing it. We're talking about Steely Dan for at least the next 35 minutes. We're so glad that maybe three of you came to join us. Yes. We're going to have so many great, deep, important thoughts about Steely Dan. And you might wonder, why Steely Dan? And we're going to get to that (laughs) because we often wonder, (laughs) why why Steely Steely Dan? Dan? (laughs) We're not your dad getting stoned in the basement. Though we would like to get stoned with your dad in the basement. But we're just women who love (laughs) weird Funk. Is it even funk? Music. You once put it best to me, and I'm going to butcher this, but I want it on my tombstone. I asked you if Steely Dan was a jam band, and you're like texting me back faster than you've ever texted me back before. And you said, no, they are a stringent collection of music nerds who make a funk instrumental yacht rock machine. That's pretty spot on. Yeah, I think that's what they best wanted to be, right? They they were the intellectuals of the time and now they're played in sometimes hair cutting salons. <laughs> that's that's so true though, because there once I started getting into Steely Dan, I realized there were so many songs that were by Steely Dan that I did not know were from Steely Dan. Like I would have bet my entire family's life that Santana sang Do It Again. Right, right. <laughs> but it is not. It, it is, is not. the Dan. So they're surprising. They're sneaky in that way. And that's, I think that's... They're versatile until they absolutely aren't. And it's just Sealy Dan. Yes, yes. So I, I, I like to make a plan. I like us to know where we're going. We're yes. going to talk a little bit about our history with Sealy Dan. And then we're going to discuss a few of our top tracks today for this first venture into talking about Steely Dan for the public consumption. For the public consumption. Because there's there's multiple text messages threads going back and forth talking about the Dan. But now you get a little sneak peek behind the curtain. So, Amy, my question is, how did you get into the Dan? <laughs> my getting into the Dan is a very recent thing, like in the last year. There were five steps to getting into Steely Dan for me. <laughs> there's 12 steps out, five <laughs> steps in. <laughs> so it actually started back in like Maybe 2010, I was and still am a real comedy nerd. And I was watching the credits for the Oh Hello show, which had not yet become the whole Kroll show thing that it became. But it's the two of them going through the city, like going to Zay bars, eating their cashy and vodka. And it's all soundtrack to Peg. And I just remember thinking, like, this is the worst song I've ever heard. This is so (laughs) stupid, but it's so well scored. It's great. Flash forward to college when I would play rock band to make boys like me. Oh, who hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> that's a people. podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and when the one Steely Dan song would come up, I'd be like, ugh, this. I have to drum my way through this again. It was like the only song I hated more was Tangled Up in Blue. Oh, God. Wow. We are in, in so, rock band. Yeah, yeah. We're so different. Those, yeah. are, those are my two favorites. Yeah. You can't see us, but I'm very short and Kat is very tall. We're very different. <laughs> I think that's what brings us together is our ridiculous looking friendship, right? Totally. <laughs> yeah. Step three, when oh, oh Hello came onto Netflix and I just ate it all up and there are so many weird Steely Dan asides in it. Yes. And I called Kat and I'm like, I think you need to watch this Oh Hello thing. It's all about Steely Dan. And by all about, it's like eight minutes of the special and shouldn't bite. So I put it away for a while. And then I came to visit her 
and she danced around her living room and serenaded me to Deacon Blues. And I made fun of the lyrics because they're very easy to make fun of. Mm -hmm. But it stayed with me a little bit. Mm. And then finally, (laughs) I got really into Wolfpack. Mm. That's like the most direct answer. Yeah. And then Theo Katzman's solo album on the song, My One Bedroom, he name drops Steely Dan and he name drops The Royal Scam. And I'm like, I got nothing else going on in my life. I guess I'll try listening to this album and see if there's some Steely Dan for me. And I did. And I liked it. And then I came to you. My dear friend who has loved Steely Dan forever. And I'm like, Kat, I feel like I can do Steely Dan 101 on my own. But I want you to make me Steely Dan 102, Mm. like the next level of Steely Dan. And she got so quiet. She brought hands to heart center. (laughs) She starts trembling. And she's like, I need 12 days. (laughs) And I locked myself in a room. And I did not get out of that room until I had what I thought was the perfect playlist of everything that you would need. Steely Dan, and I even threw in a couple non-Steely Dans. To break it up. Absolutely. You need a palate cleanser every yeah. once in a while. So, <laughs> And do you think that that did, did it solidify, at least from a point of view of someone who's been 28 years strong loving Steely Dan? It totally brought me into the fold. And I've said this to you before, but it made me truly understand and love you on a deeper level. And it's disgusting that Steely Dan made that possible. <laughs> so... If you're listening, Donald, we say thank you to you today for bringing us closer than we ever could be. Also, I'm I'm the Donald of the duo. Yes, I'm definitely the Walter, but I'm still alive. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, So that's my journey to Steely Dan. That's a beautiful journey into Steely Dan. What's your journey into Steely Dan? So my journey started in the back of a station wagon. (laughs) Uh, Where you were conceived. Yes, yes. And I do believe that there was a Steely Dan song playing (laughs) the day that my sperm met my embryo and I was born. And you gave birth to yourself. Yes. Uh, no, my, so my mom was a big Steely Dan fan. So we had a uh, countdown to ecstasy on um, a, a cassette uh, in our in her station wagon. And I remember just loving the intro uh, and going around and singing about, uh, you know, the sparkle in your China and not really knowing what that meant, but just loving it so much. Uh, and, and so that was sort of where it started. And it rested for a while there. But uh, there was an eighth grade trip that um, this was, you know, right at the end of CDs. Like, I think maybe one kid had an iPod, but I had all my CDs. And I brought Countdown to Ecstasy on the eighth grade trip. And I remember being like, I'm so cool. This is cool music. Uh, it was not. And nobody knew what I was talking about. Uh, but I just they thought it was They still don't. They still don't. Nobody knows. <laughs> Everyone still just thinks it's, you know, bring it back, Jack. But I'm like, there's so much more to the Steely Dan. Uh, and so that was that was kind of how it started was it was this this CD that had rested. It, it, well, we had the cassette. And then we also bought it on CD later on. I had, took it on the A3 trip. And then it rested for a while. And then there was an evening where I was perhaps doing some drugs <laughs> as you do and uh and steely dan was playing in the background and i remember standing there in this moment and someone was like what is it it was asia we were playing the entire record of asia twice um again as you do and there was it's a only moment 38 minutes right they're like we're gonna do it again <laughs> and uh then someone was like what is this that's playing in the background and wait how like, old are you in this story oh i'm i'm 22 okay yeah or 23 maybe and uh somehow someone, both too old and too young yeah it was and i was definitely the youngest one at the party everyone there was 10 years older than me this i was single for a hot minute after college and this was part of those oh, times some towny shit some towny shit yeah and they were like this is steely dan and i was like i 
need to get back into this immediately. And so I, I went and I got the Asia record and I, I listened to it on vinyl, reliving that night of debauchery and feeling, <laughs> again, so cool and so not cool at the same time, thinking I was That's so cool. That's what it is. Yes. It's, it's there. And they, they know that they're not cool, but they know that they're cool. And I think that comes through in it. It's just blind confidence and a, talent a and contrarian streak. And and friendship. <laughs> and also <laughs> undermining the hell out of each other. They loved each other and they didn't. Yes. It was a very and we'll get we might have yeah. to get into this. And I don't know if this is for the next episode, but well, upon Walter's death, the okay. way that Donald responded to it is exactly how I want you to respond when I die. It was a wonderful time we had together. <laughs> Thank you. Also, I'm still touring. Yes. <laughs> so, Please go to Ticketmaster. Yeah. Use cold <laughs> RIP Walter. Yes. For 20% off for being a subscriber. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so then it, that ignited the passion. So then the third step in back into the Dan was when I got my own Spotify premium account mm. and I no longer had to listen to the commercials. And I've um, the fun year in review is really not fun for me because <laughs> you know what it is. It's Steely Dan. They're yeah. like, you played nine. 9,000 hours of Steely Dan in 2013 and 2014 and every year since. So that's how I've gotten to the Dan and have stayed into the Dan. It's a beautiful story. Thank you. Beautiful journey. Also, we should have mentioned this at the get-go. Yes. We are not musicians. One thousand I don't know if that came across by we never mentioned chords. No. Or music. This is all feelings at heart. Exactly. It's sentimental garbage. Yes. If you are like tuned out by the idea of not talking about music, I'm sorry. But if you like feelings... Stick around because they're they're coming to you in a truck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, we should mention it because you did mention the oh, hello. Yes. Um, we are drinking rosemary wine, uh, which is there's a special Wikipedia section dedicated to the Steely Dan references to alcohol. So we thought it was only perfect to buy a six dollar bottle of rosé with a sprig of rosemary in it. So yeah. that is also rosé mary wine. Yeah. And it's it's not bad. You should try it. Join us in it if you're yeah. going to continue in listening. So. <laughs> Let's get into it. Yeah. Shall we? Right away. I want to know, what do you love about Steely Dan? Okay. What I love about Steely Dan comes from being like a humanities major. They're just such damn good storytellers. Mm -hmm. And they repeat a lot of the same themes in their music. It's a lot of like menage a trois or somebody getting in the way of some other relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think this was, I wanted to write you this text message but i wanted to get it exactly right so i was at work and i'm just like no gonna work on steely dan (laughs) i wrote out this thing about how like steely dan was the voice of the jodes from the grapes of wrath but in the 1970s and they made their way to the valley to make it in the industry but instead they just caught caught in that boom and bust cycle of white people consumerism (laughs) all filtered through a Jewish guy who kind of sounds like Lou Reed's even weirder younger brother. Oh my god, that's your pitchfork like like article of the year or something like that's incredible. That's the thesis statement of yeah, everything. That's yeah. what like going to college taught me how to say. Yeah, yeah, and every degree is showing, Amy. I'm just oof, saying. Yeah, oof. I can see it. Yeah, thanks, Santa Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I I love anything that I can apply a literature degree to and appreciate it through that lens. Mm. And, you know, I thought Silly Dan was just going to be this dumb thing that kind of sounded like an oboe. And it wasn't. It was yeah. The Grapes of Wrath. Wow. That is incredible. I do also enjoy the storytelling aspect because it, uh, upon first listen, you have no idea what they're saying or what they're talking about. And then you do a lyric search and you're like, that's what it's talking about? Like, yeah, like I get... S- 
my time spent on genius looking at their lyrics mm. i get so much out of it so it's it's poetry yeah. I, that's why i think i love like the deacon blues like there's a real story that i enjoy listening to <laughs> with this funky and it's tragic american yeah and michael mcdonald's involved so it's all good things Ooh, there yeah michael mcdonald see you have a very intellectual <laughs> view on steely dan like that is much more well crafted than i'm gonna just be like well, I the, took time off work to come up with it. <laughs> I, I need a Steely Dan day. Yeah. Not a mental health day. A Steely, Steely Dan, Dan day. day. Uh, I just like it because it's the only music I can listen to constantly. Like there is not a mood that there is not a Dan to meet. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? There's a relaxed like song that you can listen to kind of in the background. There's a there's a party song. I've requested Steely Dan at a wedding and I've gotten people out on the dance floor. To which song? Peg. Yeah. yeah okay, a, name a second dancey Steely Dan song. There isn't one. <laughs> There's one for every mood. There's one for every mood. And that's, I think that's what I like about it is whatever I'm feeling, there's a mood. It's a mood ring of a, a storytelling. It's true. And once in a while, you get these kind of like surprisingly sweet sentimental songs. Yes. I'm specifically thinking of Any Major Dude Will Tell You. 100%. Which, oh, I listen to when I'm sad. I listen to when I need to get my shit back in line and remember I might feel this way today, but I won't feel this way tomorrow. Right. And also Dirty Work, Ugh. which is probably only sweet because... Donald's not singing it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but see, I dir- dirty work feels like my sad song. Well, it's that, very sad. It's, it's, a, it's another dumb menage a trois. Yeah. Yeah. And he comes running. It's yeah. beautiful. There, it's I think tragic. There's, there's passion. There's real passion yes. that before there was irony in music, there was yes. Steely Dan. And like, <laughs> what kind of blows my mind about the timeline of Steely Dan is I think the Royal Scam came out in 77. Mm-hmm. And you listen to what else was going on in 77. It was nothing like that. Yeah, it sounds uncool in context and out of context, which probably just means it's uncool. But <laughs> but does that make it cool? But that's not but, what they're going no, for. No, they it's, went yeah. so passionately against the grain. Yes, it was very punk rock, even though it sounded nothing like punk rock. One hundred percent. Which is why I think dads love it because I think that there is a a the heart dad rebellion. In yes, dad. yes. That yes. like I I may be a father, but I'm also a dad. <laughs> Uh, That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's there's a lot to investigate in everything that they they bring up. Um, so then let's let's get in. We've got three yeah. songs today that we're going to be talking about. Yes, um, that all have a common theme. They we didn't. We'll be honest. <laughs> we didn't have the theme. We had a couple themes that we were going to pass back and forth as like mm-hmm. the first kind of idea that we wanted to go into. But then these were the three songs that felt truest to our hearts to talk about. Yeah. And then Amy, being the professor that she is. I'm an analyst. The analyst that she is. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn, these are all side one track ones. Yeah. Because we're basic. Yeah. So we figured, why not be like Fagan and Becker and come out swinging with our best just like them? So that is why we're going to talk about, let's just get right into it. Number yeah. one, Black Cow, mm. Asia, track one, side, side one. one. <laughs> <laughs> What do you love about Black Cow? Okay, what I love about Black Cow, first off, is that it flies in the face of everything I just said. It is the lyrically dumbest Steely Dan song I can yes. think of. The Fez has more content. Yeah. <laughs> true. Because never going to do it without a condom. That's what the whole song is about. Yes. But, yeah. yeah. You were high. You were very high. How high were they? They couldn't pull out a thesaurus. Right. And drink your big Black Cow and get out of here. Right. It's just, it's. It's like a low point of their lyricism, but the bass is so fat. That bass gets, I'm going to say it, my nipples hard. <laughs> I knew that, like, I cannot hear that without a surge of just pure 
happiness no, in totally. my brain. For You're you, like, it comes out of your nipples. And for me, it comes out of my hips. <laughs> oh, like that says a lot about us as women, I think. <laughs> yes, it <Yeah>. does. <laughs> I always tell people we're very different. She's tall. I'm short. But we're turned on by the same thing. Totally. And that base turns Ooh, me yes. on. And, you know, it, there is a lot of very cool, like, rap that samples a lot of steely dan songs yes that's a fun google search if you haven't done that you need to find the correlations because yeah. they're they're incredible and why wouldn't you because that baseline for coming out of two white dudes is incredible yeah. it's amazing okay i forgot a part in my steely dan story yeah of getting to them one night i was very high when i was like 22 and for some reason just decided to go on a steely dan wikipedia page you were high i was very you high, were very high. <laughs> <laughs> and that page is nuts it's nuts the quotes they give are like I was high all the time and only eating yogurt. It was the only time I ever remember having friends. Sounds like my 20s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, the fact that a man who eats yogurt <laughs> could create a baseline like that, exactly, I exactly. think is the true Venn diagram of of insanity of the yeah. Steely Dan. And yeah. it's just got that cool little guitar riff. Yes. It's just grooves. It's, it's, I never listened to it for the lyrics. I only listen to it for the the sounds because mm-hmm. it's so incredible. And I love, there's a very, very good patience. They let yes. things, they let things that you, you wouldn't let maybe even in music now where you have to have 30, th- you know, three minutes and 20 seconds and you're done. Yeah. They just let things lay and yeah. have fun and, and just there. It's incredible. They uncork it. But they don't pop it. Yes. They let it breathe. That's so true. Mm. Oh, like a fine wine. <laughs> a rosemary, like a rosemary wine. wine. <laughs> Do you, is there anything else left to say about Black Cow? No, it was. it's a track one side one. It's a simple one, but it's a good one. It, if you want to get your nipples hard and your hips moving, put it on. Put it on. I love it. Now, this this next one's very special to me because yeah. this it may be one of my favorite. It was my first favorite Steely Dan song. It was replaced. But Bodhisattva. Yeah. Countdown to Ecstasy. Track one, side one. Uh, I I want to just get into this because it has one of the best guitar solos in rock and roll. There in rock band history. It it is my favorite. And that is why I think it made it. Was it? No, it wasn't the it one. Was. It, it was, was the, the one. one. Okay. So I've come around the way with that one I, i'm glad you have because yeah. we've been waiting for you on the other side and i <laughs> i that i sing along to the guitar solo <laughs> in that not? song it's because such... it's incredible and again i don't know what it's about it's about a man who's gonna oh it's plead. about plead it's about making fun of western people being really caught up in eastern ideology and that they're gonna find nirvana i think really? the bodhisattva if i can remember Yes. Being at work and not doing work and Googling yeah. Steely Dan shit. What, it's someone who has the chance to transcend and chooses not to. She's to stay behind. Our producer is saying yes. Yes. <laughs> he has the tattoo of it too. So oh, he, really? he's, the, he's the expert on the subject. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So the, but back to the feels. The feels. Oh, the just the, yeah, the, the Nirvana. I would say it's Nirvana that I get when I hear that song. And that was the one that I would listen to on repeat on that eighth grade trip just for the like that. Yeah. Now, you once said that Steely Dan is two guitars talking. (laughs) Right. There is something about it. I probably said it disparagingly. 
but I love it now. Yeah. I still think it fits. Yeah. And I think that there that is very alive and present of of them playing that the guitar almost has a personality of itself. Yeah. And I think it really shows in that song. And like, I can't feel totally confident saying this because I'm not nearly as into the dead as I'm going to talk like someone who is. But to me, that's like kind of the dead influence, that guitar solo, how they're just talking back <laughs> off of each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think it's very postmodern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? What so other than playing it for a boy in college <laughs> for on rock band? What do you feel when you hear it come on? Energy, mm-hmm. and I don't always get a huge rush of energy from Steely Dan because, like you said, a lot of them are kind of relaxed tracks. But that one just lights you up. And when when you made me my what Steely Dan one hundred and two playlist, that was the first track you put on there. I should also mention that with this playlist came two pages of annotation from Kat explaining why these songs were on there, what they meant to her, the best moment in the song, the second best moment in the song, whether or not Michael McDonald was on it, which usually made that the best moment of the song. True, true. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it it just, that song just rushes out with a ton of energy and it's so snarky about everything and it's snarky about shit that was, you know, probably cutting edge in the early 70s. And I'm still snarky about, you know, Yoga wellness lifestyle. 100%. If they if they could just see the hordes of people going to yoga now, they would sing that song even louder. Right? And I'm one of them. But yeah. I want to go to a yoga class that plays Steely Dan. Yeah. Oh, that sounds incredible. <laughs> that That's a whole other thing that we need to pitch somehow because that is amazing. I'm going to be a spin instructor who only plays LCD sound system because it's easy and a yoga instructor who only plays Steely Dan. Because it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> now I I got to see Steely Dan live. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Like on I think one of their final tours before R.I.P. Becker. Um, and that that song was one of the first songs that they played at the concert as well. And me and the other women in their fifties in white pants <laughs> just lost our shit. Like it is, and I wouldn't request it at a wedding, but I would sure as hell get down with some older ladies in some white pants to that song. Oh yeah. A wedding is not the right place. No, because it's also in like nine minutes long. <laughs> like who wants to hear a nine minute song at a wedding? So. I want to hear two guitars talk for nine minutes. <laughs> That's the everything theme of the I wedding. ran from in college. <laughs> I run to now. Like a guitar, Jason, I plan to talk to you <laughs> for the rest of our lives. <laughs> uh, final one. We got to get there. Yeah. Let's do it. The one that started it all for me. Yeah. Kid Charlemagne. Tell me about it. Okay, we're back to the storytelling. It's all about Owsley, the guy who made all the acid in the 60s. How? Wow. I did not know that. Genius, baby. See, I complete. I, I have a very real belief that whatever I hear in the lyrics was exactly correct. And that's so beautiful. I, I will often text Amy. I'm like, did you know that this is what that song is about? And she's like, that's not correct at all. <laughs> I'm like, it's really But subversive. you know, there's a difference being right, between being right and correct. And you're oh. right. And I'm also correct. <laughs> That's a compromise. That is 100%. Yeah. I thought it was about um, a man who couldn't feed his children. Well, it kind of is. (laughs) But But, like, I love that the whole tone of it is kind of sneering towards him. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a little dismissive and it's a little undercutting, but it's also talking about a man who is revolutionary in his field, which, hello, is Steely Dan. Right. So are they not being self-referential? Always. By talking to this figure, right? Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, it also has two guitars talking to each other for a while. It uncorks. Um, I've listened to Jack Stratton from Wolfpack talk a lot about Bernard Purdy. Oh, which can we just Bernard Purdy being the coolest person ever, right? Yeah. yeah. I have nothing to say. I, 
don't contribute when you got nothing. But there is a video of Wolfpack playing in Central Park, this song, and Bernard Purdy joins them on drums. Ugh. So cool. It was just very cool. And it was cool to see it translated. I wish the song had been a minute longer to just let those guitars talk a little more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was the first song where I'm like, oh, Steely Dan kind of rocks and there's a whole story here and there's a lot to dig in here and I want to listen to it again. And when we talked about like your Spotify top tracks, I already know Kid Charlemagne is going to be my number one track for 2018. And it's embarrassing. I'm 29. I should be listening to Sierra or something. (laughs) No, what do the kids listen to? Sierra? I have a lot to say. We need to unpack that as a whole thing too. But my name is Sierra for all yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what about, like, how often then do you listen to this song? Every day? I think I listen to it every day. I went through a very serious phase of listening to Peg every single day. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a point that it had to be kind of like banned from the house because it was every, it was like. Well, also, you live with your fiance. True. I live alone. I could buy headphones. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I do often wonder. So I live in Berkeley. So I tend a lot of other students tend to live in my building. And I really wonder what they think who I am that like sometimes she's crying and sometimes there's just a lot of Steely Dan coming from the apartment. Who is she? <laughs> What's going on? Is she a woman in white pants? Yeah. And of what age? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I've never seen you wear white pants, though. It's the it's the final conversion to a f- full Steely Dan fan to wear white pants. OK, there's two kinds of white pants in this world. Goyish white pants and Jewish white pants. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I can't. I don't understand. It's because you're goyish white pants. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and I just live in my realm that I live in, and I'm so sorry. But... I think the difference is probably is it a is it a straight leg or is it a slightly tapered leg? Straight leg. Yep, you got it. So, is that is that the goy? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's. Yeah. I would love to. I would pay a lot of money to see you in a slightly tapered <laughs> pant leg, white jean fantasy give me like 10 more years okay that's fair that's fair uh now i I, okay i wanted to go back to something that you were saying about listening to it every day oh that is the that's uh so i i use an alexa right like i and so i've gotten so in the habit (laughs) that i wonder if my neighbors are like why does cat every single day say alexa play steely dan's peg like i I like talk to her in her voice and i wonder if they hear all the time me talking to alexa and and i wish that alexa could talk back and be like please stop no more i'm tired of it but That's what's great about having an AI friend. They can't ever tell you no. <laughs> anyway, so Kid Charlemagne. Yeah. It's it's a, a beautiful track sampled uh, by Kanye, Kanye West. West. Did you realize that you were a Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Oh, it's right. a fun story about me in that song is a couple months ago, Kat tells me, oh, did you know that Kanye sampled it in Champion? And I'm like... I didn't know that. Where in that song is the word champion? <laughs> right. It's, well, well, and then she's like, no, it's it's in this line. Did you realize you're a champion in their eyes? And up until that point, I really thought the line was, do you realize that you were Italian in their eyes? <laughs> I thought it was a meditation on like passing as white. Because <laughs> don't put it past Steely Dan to write a song about that. Right. But you know what? To be fair, you were right. But not correct. <laughs> so where that's where that came back around. Uh, yeah, I air five over that callback. I thank you, <laughs> thank you for giving me that. I appreciate it. Yeah. There is a smell of rosemary in the air. I, I wish that the listeners, all three of them, would just have one sprig of rosemary in honor of us, because all I can smell right now is rosemary. 
in the entire air. So it's intoxicating. It is. Yeah. So Kid Charlemagne, I feel like you've covered all the bases. I yeah. love the Kanye sample. I love the, the oh, and playfulness. Also, the... Incorrigible genius. Recognize incorrigible genius is what I have to say about Kanye sampling Steely Dan. Tell me more. They are all incorrigible geniuses. I don't want to spend time with any of them, but they all make incredible art. Truly. 100%. And they wouldn't spend time with each other. No. Steely Dan barely spent time with each other. They didn't want to. No, but they didn't want to spend time with Connie. They didn't want to do anything. That's, yeah, they like made fun of him for trying to sample it. Yeah. And then he wrote them like a handwritten letter about how his dad loves Steely Dan. And they're like, whatever. Use the song. We don't care. It, there is a very, Fuck you pay me. Yeah. There is a very fun YouTube video, if you haven't seen it, about them talking about rappers sampling music and th- sampling their music. Yeah. And they hate it. They're just they're very much like, well, they can do what they want. Yeah. Like, they, they can't stand it at it's all. It's so. such another generation of white racism. <laughs> well, that's our next episode is going to be <laughs> the subtle white racism of Steely Dan. So did you realize that you're Italian in their eyes? I, I love that because... That means that the person is not Italian, but the person that was looking at them, did you realize that you were Italian in their eyes? It's saying you you weren't passing. Did you realize that they didn't see you as white, oh. that you were Italian in their eyes? I thought it was them seeing that everything they did was just a little Italian. <laughs> it's <a> me, Mario. <laughs> Too much Italian. <laughs> well, I think we covered I it. I think we wrapped it up. I think we're there. I think you're there. If you're not there, get there. And that's a, a cut Steely Dan lyric. And I just wrote if it. If you're so not there, get, get there. there. Yeah. <laughs> with a funky bass, it could be. Oof. Uh, this is me with my best friend, Amy Goodman. And me with my best friend, Kat Brown. We're not your dads, but we'll talk about Steely Dan. Oh. Join us for the next one. See you guys.